what are the two or three things every single day that I want to do that keep me, that keep me grounded, that keep me calm, that keep me present? Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and thank you guys, as always, for tuning in, for choosing Let's Thrive as your podcast listen. Currently, I'm sure you listen to multiple episodes a day, maybe not, depending on how much time you have, but either way, there are lots of options out there, and it means so much to have you listen, and more so like when you guys reach out to It makes me smile so big. Like, I know you guys understand, but honestly, whenever I get like a DM from you or I read a review or you just like connect with me, maybe it's via email, like I smile so big. It makes my day infinitely better. And as I'm giving this very endearing intro, you can probably hear the freaking train horn going by because this metro line is about to go right by my apartment. Oh, the perks of living in a city, am I right? Um, But either way, yeah, I just, I wanted to express and start this episode out with gratitude because, not gonna lie guys, the past like month to two months of podcasting, of life, have been just a freaking roller coaster. I mean, as you have seen, you know, the podcast I've had to drop from two episodes to one episode, I've had a lot of changes happen. And it's basically just my way of trying to figure out like what the hell I'm doing and how do I manage this all and adjusting. And throughout it all though, like the support from you guys has been the top thing keeping me going. (laughs) You know, it's like when I'm recording things last second and taking this time to edit and doing all these things that in the moment seem like why, why, why am I doing this? This is so much work. And then, and then I get one DM, one message, one email, whatever it is from one of you. And it can be the simplest thing or it can be a long message explanation. And it makes me smile so big. It makes me remember like, this is why I do this, right? This is what I was put on this earth to do. Like I fully believe that everything else I do in life is just a supplement to this main thing, which is to connect and communicate and just be with this community and the people I interview. And I know this is sounding very like up there, but you know what? I'm writing a gratitude wave right now and I'm going with it, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's just me expressing some extra love for you all. And, you know, if you're listening, if you've never like reached out, like let's connect. I love just to discuss like life, the episodes, whatever it is. Um, it just truly makes my day so I'll shut up about it now but anyway yeah we've got I mean when it comes to gratitude when it comes to life in general we've got two queens of it on the podcast today that's right this is a trio episode I suppose three of us talking so three times the wisdom coming at you we have the lovely Alyssa and Kara of Boundless Creatives And let me just say, this episode is full of so many tidbits that you can take away. 
and relate, resonate with, apply in your own life. If you guys have been following the show for quite some time now, uh, Alyssa was actually on it a long time ago. I'm blanking right now on what episode it was, but I'll have it down below. And in that, we discussed her own transition through work and finding spirituality and creating like this reality that she now lives in. And so this episode was catching back up with her and also with her new business partner, friend, all around like tag team duo here. Um, I so, so, so admire these two women. Alyssa and Kara are just both so inspiring and like the work they do not only on themselves but for others is just astonishing and I'm just like their content makes me think like I read their thing their posts I read their captions and it always makes me kind of think you know ponder I mean sure they do like some sponsored stuff too we all do but when they like really connect with people they connect and that's just what I value about them so much so as you'll hear in this episode we discuss lots of good stuff that I'm sure many of you are going through right now such as why fear can be a good thing when it comes to growth. Uh, We discuss their own spiritual journeys and how it can look different for everyone. We go over how to bring more intention into your life and how this plays into the stimulus overload that we all live in nowadays, which I've talked about so much lately on this podcast, Uh, you know, and just ways to be grounded in the world we live in. And then a neat thing they discuss is the idea of intentions over goals, and how to ask for signs and guidance, uh, and then sort of closing out with how to separate your intuition from outside influence or outside fears and thoughts. So overall, this is just a very well-rounded episode. We have bits of storytelling, bits of just, you know, like inner wisdom, inner knowledge, and I think it's a really like fun, low-key episode that you can listen to and will definitely walk away with something to think about, something to implement implement into your life, um, and just overall goodness. So let us know if you listen. I'll have all of our Instagrams tagged below. You can share it on your stories. You can DM us. You can share it with a friend. You can leave a rate and review. You can do any of these things to express your, I don't know, appreciation for the show. Um, make me smile. Make Alyssa. Make Kara smile. Um, and just, yeah, share the love. Build more of this community. So thank you, as always, for listening. Oh, and also, excuse some of the audio issues that popped up. It's all fixed now. I had just put off updating my laptop for the longest time. It's now all good, all good. So enjoy, and without further ado, let's begin. How's that been for you both? Have there been, like, limitations or anything that have, like, popped up throughout all this, all these life transitions, business transitions? Like, how are you feeling about it all? Let's just kind of ease into it from that, from that perspective. Alyssa and I both hail from a consulting background and still consult to this day, but this pandemic really allowed us to take a step back and lean more into our own personal passions and kind of address our own like limiting self-beliefs and our own fears that allowed us to step into a whole new sense of self and a whole new level of self-discovery that we felt called to share with everyone else during this time. And we actually were planting the seeds for our core soul bound, which I think you're referring to, which was our four week starter course to spiritual self-discovery. Um, we planted the seeds for that before COVID even happened. So I feel like our subconscious and like our beings really knew that that was the path that we were meant to be on. But I don't know if we would have taken the leap um, 
this year to really build it out and bring it to the world if it wasn't for this you know this challenging time it really just motivated motivated us to share our own rituals and tools and routines that have helped us over the past you know several years plus um gain a whole, whole new like level of consciousness so of course there's there's been a lot of fear i mean i think i think fear has a bad rep i think like every i mean obviously fear is scary but fear helps keep you on track and kind of is a good radar and i feel like you need to always have a little bit of fear in your life and so there was of course fear stepping into a new identity outside of a business consultant, which I feel like Alyssa and I feel so comfortable with, but I feel like this is a good step for us because it was a healthy balance of spiritual meets strategic. That's our approach. That's our approach with the boundless method, which is our four part process um, that like we infuse into our coaching, into Soulbound, into our intentions journal that we just launched. Um, so yeah, it's been a healthy balance of dark and light um but that's that's light that's life in general it's all about that duality and finding finding quote unquote the balance there's never truly a balance but the truth <laughs> would you say that one of you is a tad bit more strategic or like on the spiritual like spectrum of things than the other or would you say you're pretty like balanced out duo team here i don't i mean i feel like we balance each other out equally um we both have non-energy types when it comes to human design, which I feel like the last time I was on your podcast, we actually chatted about human design a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Kara's a projector, I'm a reflector. So we both have this kind of similar um, energy situation where like we feed off of other people's energy and we, we just kind of feed off of each other's, I would say. Um, but we just have different backgrounds. So when it comes to like strategy, we have different viewpoints on things. I feel like I'm more on the content side and Kara's more on like, um, you know, partnerships and just like working with large corporations. So she's taught me things. I feel like I've taught her things. So it's constantly learning from each other. And then when it comes to spirituality, I think those are different as well because we obviously have different backgrounds and mine, I've always been spiritual. And that's something that's just been ingrained with me from a young age. But Kara was and she could talk more about this, hers came um, more recently after, you know, just some personal things in her life. So I think we're both going in the same direction, but we are our different backgrounds and, and energy type kind of helps us to learn from each other and grow. That, that's what really makes us a good team is we really balance each other's skill sets, both personally and professionally. Um, and what Alyssa was a referring to is my spiritual background or I guess journey started only four years ago when I was diagnosed with a one in a million cancer that, you know, was obviously such a dark and tumultuous time where brought so much light and, and wisdom and presence into my life. I mean, it really propelled me on a whole new trajectory of like both personally and professionally. Um, and so I feel like my shorter spiritual journey compared to Alyssa's who was like Reiki certified at the age of what, seven, eight, something crazy, something so ridiculous by her. Like, and she had her grandma who was such an expander for her so early. That's how we can relate so well to our clients because we have differing perspectives and the boundless mission 
is all about bringing modern mindfulness to the masses. And I feel like both of our stories spiritually and strategically help enable that. Right. And I think that is the important part there where it's like sometimes when you're finding something new or you're entering like a a different space, if it can feel intimidating, right? Like it's either like, oh, you're new to it or, oh, you've been doing this forever and ever. And to have like both those things. And as you said, like, even though your journey per se has been shorter, mine's pretty similar in length. Like it's all about, like, I feel like the, in, the intention and like the intensity of it too, right? Like it wasn't like you just one day decided, okay, like I want to do this. It was like, no life through, you know, a rock in your path, <laughs> a boulder in your path. And you, you had to really like go into it. And it was, I feel like it probably had much more intention behind it. You know, every journey, every part of that step moving forward. And um, I mean, yeah, that's just as powerful as I know last time Alyssa was on, we were going to be talking like business side of things, I think. And we wound up talking about crystals and astrology and human design and her background the entire time. And it's just like two different stories there, you know, like, oh, I love that. It's such a like, yin and yang too for, for a business. business. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so now I guess, you know, both the work you've done individually and the work you now do as a team and with your course and your journal, which I just like love it. Um, I want to just discuss that a bit because intention is a word gets thrown around all the time. It's an important word. It's a meaningful word. It's also a trendy word nowadays, you know, unfortunately. And I think there's just like a lot out there and everyone has a different perspective on it, but you know, as I am someone who values the work you both create in your journal and everything, I just want to hear from both of you, whoever wants to go first, like, what would you say is a good place to start when it comes to building an intentional life, right? So this will mean something different for everyone, but just from both of your unique perspectives, what would you say is like that first stepping stone to bringing more intention into, into your life in whatever way that looks like? So... When talking to spiritual beginners or people that are a little bit more advanced or more woo and are just struggling to tap in or turn inward, turn inbound, is what we really say at Boundless. We have like that four-part approach, which the first step is turning inbound. It's all about getting quiet. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of things under that umbrella, like slowing down and, you know, living with more intention. There's so many rituals under that, but it all begins with just getting quiet um, and allowing yourself to be and feel and be aware of the thoughts in your mind um, and just how this beautiful vessel, this being is working and living and how it interacts with others. Um, I feel like we, we're living in a day and age where there's so much noise and you can get so distracted and caught up in other things that there's so much intel within your body. Like there's so much knowledge, there's so much wisdom that we, you know, don't, don't even tap into in our lifetime. There's that quote, I mean, I, there's that fact, which I'm probably going to butcher this, but I mean, maybe only use like 10% of our brains, right? Like the amount of cerebral, knowledge and wisdom in our bodies is just like so profound and we don't even know. So I think for anyone, it's just getting quiet and that can be in the form of meditation. And if meditation doesn't resonate with you, then that's just walking outside maybe or without like any podcast or anything. It's just literally learning to be with yourself, 
because we don't even know what it's like to be bored or what it's like to get quiet anymore. Um, but again, like getting quiet looks different for each and every person. And at Boundless, like we really, we really are cognizant about bioindividuality and looking at people's energy types and what rituals and routines might align with their energy type best. So like for me, it's like a mix of moving meditation and silent meditation. But for lists, it may be something different. And for our clients, it may be something different. But it all comes back to that core ritual of getting quiet. And I love that term to go with it, inbound. Mm. I just, I love that. It's so true. And I was discussing this with a friend the other day where, yeah, we just don't have, we don't give ourselves, we don't take the time to be quiet and still and bored. And I think that's when the most wonderful things come out. And so um, I love that. And yeah, Alyssa, I'm curious just to hear like what insight you have on that idea too, because it's so damn true. <laughs> so for me, I feel like intentions are little steps in the direction of finding your purpose. And I feel like we're all on this mission to have a purpose, to be here for a reason. And at least for me, using, utilizing ways to be more intentional throughout every aspect of my day and my life is my way to get in more in touch with my alignment and like why I'm here and my purpose. So when I'm noticing things, when I'm like slowing down and I'm living with more intention, I feel like I'm living with more alignment. When I'm not in alignment, I sometimes go off of what I'm trying to be doing or, you know, I, my intentions might just feel like performative or they might feel like I'm not doing what other people are doing, but like, what do I actually want? Um, and so like, well, obviously with last year, I created the intention journal going off of this theme that everyone was posting their intentions every month. And I really loved this idea, but I wanted it to be a place where people had a space to have them all in one place. They could go back and look at their past months and see what can I do next month? Am I still on this track? Do I still want to work with the same intention? Maybe I want to change directions. Um, and just like observing and noticing and being more mindful with what they were doing every month and then like tailoring it down to like every week. Um, and so we have that same approach this with this journal this year to really help people create the space to write what they want. And we have a whole description in the journal about what is intention setting, what's the difference between intention setting versus like goals. And for us, it was really important to, because I feel like it can be a little bit myth, like mixed together and meshed and confusing, but um, at least for us, we really wanted to share that like, you know, intention, intentions are like putting your goals into action, but in a more intentional way. So it's, it's, it's like steps into manifesting what you want. Maybe it's a new job. What can you do every day to get there? Rather, rather goals are more so, um, you know, they're actionable and they're usually tied to like a number or some type of validation external In intentions are for us more internal. They're more things that we seek within us that we can do every day. And it could be something as simple as you want to drink more water. Like it doesn't have to always be this profound thing. Um, but I think it's just like Kara said, getting quiet, just beginning, like just writing them down, allowing what comes to you to come to you, not forcing something. And you'll know like what you're looking for and what your intentions should be. Sometimes it's hard for me to come up with them. I'm, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what I want to do this month. But um, I think COVID changed a lot of that too, because it's like, 
we're looking for things to fill our time and we're not really sure what the future holds. So that's a little bit scary when there's uncertainty, but you can always come back to this end goal of what you want to live your life and tailoring those monthly intentions to that trajectory. Yeah. And I love that because I think going back to what, you know, Kara was saying before, we live in this world of stimulus overload and there's always something, you know, at our mind, there's always something there to do, pushing us, whatever it is. And I think sometimes if we just rely on goals, right. And we set these oftentimes big goals for ourselves, it can be so easy to get overwhelmed, to have just too much coming at us and to just drop it. Right. And it's a lot easier to just like, let it go to the wayside. But I like, you know, when it comes to intentions and I think when you do them in those small step actions and when you actually like take time for them, it can be so beautiful because as you said, like it's, it's a small step in the right direction. It's not like, let me take this ginormous leap or this large stride towards my goal. It's like, no, what can I do like right here and right now to build up to that bigger picture, to build up to that future. And I think what, like you said, COVID was like a good type of thing for that because a lot of us had goals put on hold, right? Like so, I mean, from weddings to moves to job opportunities, a lot of these big picture things got put on hold and we still don't have an answer for them. There's still uncertainty. So it can be very easy to then just be, you know, what's the point? What am I doing? But if you have those intentions and they're just part of your like daily routine, they're part of that buildup process. I think it's just so much you know, better for the mind, body, spirit to just know that like, this is what I can do right now. Right. Like it's a, it's like putting that power back in your own hands of I, this is my intention. And like, this is what I can do for it as well. A hundred percent. And I think it's also like with your intention, you can infuse it into your day to day. So maybe it's, you know, I want to take more deep breaths. So like thinking about that intention while you're meditating, thinking about it and pausing and stopping and reflecting on what that intention is, like breaking it down week by week. So there's tons of different ways to go about it. But um, yeah, I think it's just beginning and, and starting somewhere. And do either of you guys, I know you talk about, you know, like when it comes to mantras and rituals, are there any other like, you know, one go-to in your day that does help you, you know, maybe that's just helping you be silent or it's helping you follow through on an intention like what's a go-to mantra or ritual or just little thing in your day that has helped you and may inspire you know someone just to give it a go just to give it a try see what happens from it I mean for me it's been walking recently I live by the water now and I I like waking up and opening the window and like looking out the water like it's like noticing little things um that I feel like when I was in the city and I was just like before COVID, I was running around and not like really being present. Um, I feel like this time has really allowed me to slow down and notice little things and noticing little things makes me just feel more in my body and more alive. I don't know. It's like crazy. Like the littlest things just get me, like make me feel good. Um, And then for me personally, I like to start my mornings with like energy clearing and just like, getting in my body and my energy before I go on social, before I start work. Um, and so like, it could be me just holding my selenite stick, my wand, I have a giant one, like on my body and allowing just like white light to come in and like surrounding myself with a protective energy bubble. You don't need a, a crystal to do this. You can do this with, you know, free meditations on YouTube. There's 
um, great apps that have these meditations that are just this white light protection. So I like to seal myself with this little bubble before I jump into the day and um, just really allow like that intention, like I said, to come back into my practice and like what I want for the day or the week ahead. And for me this past year, I have really like honed in on my non-negotiables. I feel like over the mm. past like couple of years, I've just been exploring. I've been, I've, and I still am like, we all are in this deep discovery phase when it comes to spirituality and self-discovery. It's like a boundless process, right? You're always discovering new things. But I was in such flow that it was ungrounding me, especially in such a state, like such a state of uncertainty, like we've been in this past year. So I've really regrounded in my non-negotiables. Like, what are the two or three things every single day that I want to do that keep me that keep me grounded, that keep me calm, that keep me present? So for me, that's meditation, and I I just do an insight timer, like silent meditation um, that has like a bell on either, or like, you know, the ding on either end, the singing bowl on either end, and I do it for 12 minutes and 40 seconds, because that's my angel number, one, two, four, (laughs) and then um, I do movement, and that can range to what I'm feeling, like what my schedule is that day, but I need to move my body in some capacity, whether it's yoga, whether it's walking, whether it's stretching something, whether it's two minutes or an hour and a half, I need to move my body. Um, And then I write and the same kind of method goes for my journaling as well. Some days I have 30 minutes to write because I woke up at 6am, but other days I slept in or have a hectic schedule. And so I have two minutes to write and maybe I just write one word that I'm feeling in the here and now. Um, And on that note, here and now is like the mantra that I've always gone back to. It was like, I I did hiked to Machu Picchu with, uh, three of my girlfriends really early on before I was spiritual. And I had a download, not thinking it was download at all. And I was like, heard the words here and now, like very clear. And I thought it was just like a thought. And like in retrospect, I was like, oh my gosh, that was the most profound download I've ever had in my life. And I was like, oh, I should get a tattoo of that. I remember like sitting on, like thinking about all these things. And like, I wrote it in my journal, but I didn't really think anything of it because I wasn't here, like in the here and now. I wasn't as present. I was kind of living in this, other world. I wasn't in my body as much. And I ended up hearing that mantra throughout my entire cancer journey, which was incredibly profound. Like, and you hear that word here and now a lot in the spiritual world. And I'm like, that was incredible. So I I come back to that mantra a lot as well. Oh, I love that. And I'm right there with you. The one mantra that came to me, same idea, random download. And then I just kept thinking about it, hearing about it. I wound up getting it tattooed <laughs> on my forearm. So <laughs> where'd you get it? On, along my forearm. Oh, um, love it. Yeah. You know, it just happens. Sometimes you've got to do that. Sometimes you have to have it with you. Um, but I love that. And I want to ask you guys, like while we're on this topic, when it comes to downloads or just like even channeling when it comes to writing and such, like, how are you guys with that? Does it happen? Like what's been your process with it? That's something we've never, we haven't really talked about on the podcast. And I, I have had my moments with it. I'm, you know, in the here and yeah, not even like just there and whenever, but I'm just curious, like, what has that been like for, for either of you? So for me, and Alyssa and I, I feel like can both agree on this, that we've been able to, over the past several years, start to identify what's a thought 
and what's a download, which is a very mm-hmm. like profound okay. moment feeling. Like for, for me, a thought feels very, very different than something that you're channeling. The thought for me, I can like feel it in like the front of my forehead. It feels more tense. It feels more dense. Whereas a download is something that I feel more in the top of my head. It feels light. And I really feel it in like my heart center too. Like it's something that's just like lands so gently in your body. And, you know, I've, I've just only noticed that over the past two years um and really started to like discriminate which which one is which but i think for for me when it comes to channeling i have to have a clear vessel so it always comes back to that getting quiet like you can't get a download or channel if your mind is all over the place if your body is tense so you have to create this clear vessel in order for something to come through in my opinion, or those are when the most profound downloads for me have come through when I literally am in like, I was in like a Vipassana and I had like some crazy downloads. Um, but I haven't had any crazy downloads when I'm like running around the city, stressed as fuck. And I can't, can't, straight. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I, I, it get, I get a little bit caught up because I am a reflector and sometimes it's hard for me to notice what's mine and what someone else's energy that I'm picking up on. So agree with Kara that I have to like be a clear vessel and like clear my energy first before I can even think to invite like signs in or downloads in. And so for me that like in the morning cleansing my energy with the selenite, doing word cutting exercises, which we do a lot and we talk a lot about with our coaching and our with our soulbound course we did. Um and that just simply looks like like thinking about physical cords or things weighing you down within your chakras. And, you know, we talked about this, I think last time I was on to the different chakras, but um, truly like seeing these black cords or like this black guck just like draining out of me. And it could be again, someone else's energy that's not even mine. So I do cord cutting exercises um, and I'll, I'll simply ask like my spirit squad, my angels, like give me a sign. Like I'm struggling with something right now. I really need your support. Um, and I find that surrendering, which we all hear about this word, but like truly surrendering to like the, the universe and just like what you need to hear and allowing like doing nothing so that it can come through to you um, is so powerful. Like simply doing nothing is like really hard, but it's really powerful. And for me, it's usually science for my grandpa, like JJ is, was his name and I have a tattoo of him also. So I have that sim- symbolism and it's when I'm like feeling a little bit unsure of things and I'll see JJ just like, on license plates or on a sign like that is for me my message and I know that he's with me um or it's angel numbers so like starting to figure out what your angel numbers are and what associating what you see with them and what's happening when you see them and what repetitive ones you keep seeing whether it's 333 or 222 or 1111 um or like Kara 124 like there's different ones associated with different things and just maybe writing down like what happened when you saw that number and keep like a log and see like what consistently is showing up for you when you see this number. Um, we do a lot of card pools. Like I have my crystal card deck with me all the time and simply asking a crystal, like the card deck, what crystal energy do I need to see? And then kind of like utilizing that energy for the day. Um, and then other things like rainbows and like butterflies, like you could even get specific, like show me a rainbow if like I need to do this. So like, I think 
people are not sure what to do and they're like, I don't see the signs. Sometimes not seeing a sign also is a sign. And then also just asking is like, don't take that for granted. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's always different, but you just like feel it in your body when, when it's this like download or this moment. Yeah. And I love like the difference there between even like a thought and a download. And then also what, you know, like you're referring to and what I feel a lot more, which is like the difference between like the gut feeling intuition and also sort of like just an external, you know, like a external source of anxiety or stress or something that's kind of mimicking like those feelings. And, um, you know, also even what you were saying with the signs, like, I think, yeah, for the longest time I was trying to overcomplicate it. Right. Like it's like, Oh, you have to have the angel numbers and this and that and that. And it's like, no, like I found the sign, like signs in the simplest things, like you were saying, you know, with your grandpa, for me, it's when I see um, a butterfly or a hummingbird, um, you know, they, when I know it's a sign, I notice it, right? Because it's in a time when I'm actually like, you know, I, it's on top of mind or it's somewhere where I would never see a butterfly or a hummingbird, whatever it is. Like, and I've also had to learn in that, that as you said, sometimes not seeing, not having that sign come through is also the indication, right? And sometimes that's hard to admit because whatever you're asking for, whatever you're looking for, if you want that, you're looking, you know, for it in a sense. And so I, I think that's important to remember too, is that sometimes, um, you know, something in, intentionally is not coming through and there's a reason for that. And um, like even the power of asking, you know, do you need more clarification? And maybe that's through meditation or writing, you know, seeing what comes out when you write, um, just getting out there. Like there's so many different ways we can be guided. I think it just gets confusing nowadays of like where to, where to even begin with it. Yeah. And I think, it's not complicating it like again just like coming back to getting grounded like first and foremost um feeling your feet on the ground or taking five minutes five deep breaths um so that you can become like one you're showing the universe and like whoever you're asking that you're present and you're accepting i think sometimes people are also scared to accept things they don't maybe aren't ready to see signs or they're not they're not in their own like presence of knowing again, what the difference between that thought and the download is. So just like really getting in touch with your own body and like noticing the little things more. Yeah. I guess like on that note, was there ever a time when you guys were, you know, were asking for a sign or something like that. And you just feel like maybe you weren't quite ready for it or it was something that, you know, took a while to come through to you because there was some sort of block or limitation attached to it just to give people like an idea of when that could happen or how it may look and just you know provide that mirror reflection of how to work through something like that I'll give two examples like of one from a while ago and a more recent one so a while ago and I think I talked about this before was I was in a job that I really hated and like there were so many signs of why I should leave and I just kept like sticking around because it was it was comfortable and it was easy and you know, for whatever reason, we stay in things that we don't, that aren't good for us. I did. And weird things kept happening, like this job. So I applied for a different job while I was at this company. And I accidentally, I was at my house, like in my apartment, and I accidentally printed my cover letter to my office and mm. didn't realize. And then the next day, my bosses like sat down with me and they're like, oh, so you're applying elsewhere. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I actually, like, I, I it forced me to like, 
be brave and, and explain where I was coming from and why I was looking elsewhere, which was great, but it was also like very embarrassing and awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was like weird. And I still, they didn't fire me then, but like I kept on staying in it regardless of feeling this like negative energy. And it was a few months went by and they like let go of me. And then I couldn't find a job. Like I was struggling to find a full-time job and every, every interview I went on just like didn't land anywhere. Um, I was definitely qualified and like, there was no reason I wasn't getting it other than like my mind wasn't actually in it. I knew I didn't want a full-time job. And as soon as I realized that and I shifted my perspective, I started getting like consulting jobs and freelance jobs. And now three years later, almost on my fire anniversary in December, like I couldn't be happier. And I truly think if I didn't get fired, I would have kept looking like go, jumping from job to job that I hated until like I just was burnt out. And so I, I'm grateful for it, even though it, sh- it was shitty in, this, in the you know time being. And then more recently, I would say um, when I was in New York and like everything happened with quarantine, I came to my mom's house and me and my fiance re-signed our apartment lease but we never got the lease. So we never actually got a new copy. And so we were kind of living month to month for seven months or so with just like paying the bills, but like not actually in a lease. We could get out at any time. And I kept feeling like in my body, I don't think we're supposed to be in New York. Like I truly believe that this is a sign that because we don't have a contract, we are not, we need to end this. And so it was a hard decision though. Like I, we couldn't decide we love New York. We wanted to go back. Like our lives are there. Um, we couldn't stay at my mom's forever, even though like they, my mom wanted us to stay there forever and like save a lot of money. But, um, you know, I just sat with it and I kept going through what I was feeling and allowed the feelings to come up. And like, it was uncomfortable and I had lots of thoughts about it. Me and my fiance talked about it. And then finally we decided like we're ending our lease and we're moving. And now we're, I'm in Jersey and like, I am so happy with that decision. I truly believe like that signed lease that didn't happen before, right before COVID, like was meant to be. Oh, I love that. And what a great example too of, you know, some that are sometimes in the moment hard or it's difficult or you don't know like where will this lead? And then you kept going and wound up in here you are, the Alyssa we all know. (laughs) Yep. And for me, I think my best example is, is with love. I, was in a relationship for a really long time throughout such formative years and throughout the health trauma, throughout my cancer journey. And I had so many signs over the past three years that it just wasn't in alignment, but I kind of was compartmentalizing them, burying them. But in retrospect, I really stayed in that relationship for you know, the, the most divine amount of time just because it really helped me learn so much more about myself and like what I really want. And I feel like I I started to address like codependency and the fact that I didn't feel whole and like break down all of these certain things. And I learned so much more about myself throughout that, that journey where I mean, I I had so many signs and I feel like I was asking for signs. I was just all over the place, but I feel like the universe really wasn't like giving me anything and I wasn't acting because I was just like meant to be like right there, you know, like we're all exactly where we're meant to be. Like what's, what's meant for us won't miss us. And I feel like, yeah, in retrospect, I took away, although we 
ended up breaking up, I took away so many gems and I have grown into such a better person staying in that relationship, even for that much longer, even though it wasn't quite aligned in the end. Oh, I'd love that. And I was going to bring that up earlier, but I didn't know, you know, where the conversation would lead, but I think relationships can be like the trickiest place to navigate any sort of signs or asking for signs. Like it's, I mean, it's, I feel like it can just be very hard. The lines can be blurred. There can be so many different like facets of it. Right. And especially if you're with someone for a while or you go through a trauma with them or anything like that, like that's, it adds so many different, you know, layers and levels. And I think that's (laughs) like, like you said, I mean, something comes out of it. There's always something at the end, but I mean, what a time to, you know, to really open yourself up to seeing and admitting and then taking action from these signs. And I mean, that can't, that can't be easy in any instance, but I just, yeah, that always, I'm, I'm very, I'm very new to the relationship world and I can't even imagine, like, I, I feel like I would be the worst at just ignoring any sign that came my way because it, it's, it's something just hard to see and face. So I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you like did that work though. And I think that's a good expander for anyone who's maybe been having some thoughts, you know, in the back of their mind about things just to stop and be still with it, you know, let anything come in that's supposed to come in. Yeah. We all have the tools within, right? Mm-hmm. So learning how to tap into those, that inner self. Oh, hundred. Something I always try to come back to is like, like with your intuition, like ways you can strengthen it is one, like the saying "Om" helps mm-hmm. you to get more in touch with your third eye, tapping on your third eye right between your brow. Um, and also just like doing things that allow you to trust it. Like for me, I know when something's like my intuition versus fear-based because like, I truly feel a difference. Like this is like this your intuition shouldn't scare you. Like it should, yes, things will scare you because like growth is scary and and uncomfortable, but you can tell the difference, I think, between fear, like something that just doesn't feel right versus like something that's scary and it's like uncertain. Um, So just like tapping into knowing the difference between those two. I don't know. Talking about this morning when I was talking about my new apartment and how much change there is. And I'm like, I have like fear of this like new beginning, but it's not real. Or it's just like scary. Just because it's new, it's fresh change. And, but it's like deep, deep rooted fear is like truly debilitating. For my move too. I just remember journaling and even going back now and like reading some of those journal, you know, journaling days and times, like the amount of fear I had, it was just, it was such a tricky time because, you know, looking for an apartment in a new city, I was trying to tap into my intuition, you know, as much as I could because I had to put a lot of trust and faith in these people, you know, like to tour the apartments for me and to do everything with it and to just make sure I was making what I thought would be the best choice for me. And it was one of the most times that I felt most disconnected from my intuition because there was just so much fear and anxiety. Going back to what Alyssa said earlier about feeling like the, the black, like, right? Like that, it's almost like a black sludge. Like it's something just like blocking you from the inside out. And I felt that so often where I would, you know, I try to meditate, I try to journal, I try to tap into like that intuition, those signs. And I would just feel like block after block after block. And, you know, I would, 
occasionally be able to tap into like just a really good meditation where it's like I could feel how like just every part of my system inside out just felt so tight and clenched, you know, and fear and uncertainty and wanting to like control the situation. And it's been neat now that I'm settling in to finally start to tap back into that, you know, to have those moments happen where it's just like, okay, yeah, I'm being guided right here, you know, and to have those like little moments where you just feel like you're reconnecting to that like inner self. And I've, you know, I've been able to start the meditations again and the journaling again and everything. So I think that's another thing is that we can go through like these sections in life too, where we do let those things kind of take over for a bit. And it's about, I don't know, just working your way back out of them too, you know, if you're, if you're willing to. Yeah. And I think it's also going back. I love that. I think it's going back to like, again, um, going to like really going into your own body and feeling what's your energy versus someone else's. Like when I was deciding, do I stay in New York? Do I leave my apartment? Do I just go to my mom's? Like there were so many other external things that were deterring my my intuition from like, you know, shining and telling me what to do because my mom, like she was putting her own fears onto me and it was getting this, like, it was just becoming like, what's actually mine. And once I actually listened, I realized like, yes, I feel scared because like, we don't know what could happen. Like we could all lose jobs and COVID. Like we don't know. It was an uncertain feeling of coming to a new apartment in a new area um, during a pandemic. But I felt like it wasn't fear. Like my mom's fear was her own and my own feeling was hope and, and alignment. And I think little things came up too, like my apartment number is 2111, like angel numbers were really calling out to me. And Mm -hmm. um, like, there was just weird timing things that worked out. And as soon as I got here, I felt this shift of like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm so happy I made that decision. And like Kara, I think also like had an angel number situation with her apartment or like the date. So it's always like, yeah, like noticing what's your own energy, what isn't, and like, how can you tap into your own intuition? And if like, it will work out the way it's supposed to, like truly trusting the universe as cliche as it is, but truly trusting that it's supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Kara, with your move, did that, was that something that popped up for you as well? Yeah. I mean, we're all human. Like I had so <laughs> much anxiety. It was insane. I have like, I, I used to work in fashion before I was this spiritual entrepreneur and I was like, holy shit, I haven't been this stressed since fashion week. Like I was, I saw probably 50 apartments and I really pride myself on being savvy with apartment hunting. And this was just a shit show in all honesty. Mm -hmm. And so, and I went through two separate apartments that I applied to one and I was like really close. I was like talking with the owner about another one and I had universe wings along the way, like I mean, I see 1111 in like repeated numbers all the time. And I saw one, two, four a lot. And so I was like, okay, I know I'm supported. I know I'm on the right path, but like, please just help me find an apartment. And I remember meditating and I, I heard the words amore. So love in Italian. And I was looking at this little Italy apartment and listen, I don't even know if I told you this. And I was, I was looking at this little Italy apartment. I was like, yes, this is the right one. I know it's a go. It was like a little bit out of my budget, but like super expansive and incredible space. And it ended up not working out. And I was like, why would the universe hurt me like that? Like what was wrong? I feel like that was so aligned. Like I took this video on my phone and it was one eleven, and like all of these angel numbers were aligning and it didn't work out. And you know, it, it happens that the apartment that I'm in now, I signed the lease on 1111. When I walked in, I like just had this, 
it's a small studio compared to like one bedrooms or like larger spaces <clears throat> that I was looking at before, but it really ticked everything off on my list. And the owner I just got on the phone with yesterday is an Italian owner. Um, and so like the Amore like still applies. And I just, I do feel so supported, but I just want to state that, you know, I also have like a lot of stress and anxiety being in this new space in this new situation by myself. Like we're all human. And I feel like it's, it's just learning to manage those ebb and flows and learning to be more aware of your body and how I can, you know, take a step back and turn inward and unbound in order to rebound and really live this boundless lifestyle. You know, it's just about managing your being a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I had so many universe winks along, along the way. And I feel like so divinely guided and supported. We all are in different ways. Um, but yeah, it's funny that I got on the phone yesterday with him and I was like, Oh my gosh, you're Italian. Plus, yes. Oh my gosh. Like, this is so weird. So universe had, you know, had the right path in store this entire time. Always does. That is so fun. My apartment story, it was very similar. I did not tour as many, but I was about to sign one. It took them like a month to get like this pro like they were so slow. Finally had everything in the clear. I could have signed them. I could have been done could have been moved in, everything. But that same exact day, I found the one I'm in now. And something about it just had me, like, fascinated. And so I took a few more days to, like, look into this one more. And then, sure enough, like, I wound up going with this one. Process was completed within, like, a week. You know, everything just flowed much easier with the second one because I honestly think it was it was meant to be. There's so many, like, little signs along the way where I was, like, I thought it was pointing to the other apartment. And then afterwards they applied to this one in like a more in a better way, I suppose. And I was just, I don't know, man, some of those, some of the things, you know, if you pay attention, it just, it gets wild, but oh, I love it. Versus flow, right? Like when something truly holds so much density and tension, it's probably not the right path for you. Like you're having hesitation or tension there for a reason. And this mm -hmm. one happened so fast. Like, I put in a really aggressive negotiation. The owner took it right away. It just like was so seamless. And another thing that I forgot to mention in our Soulbound course in the very last module, we did this move and manifest workshop with all of our Soulbounders, which was like all of these body movements and visualizations. And I visualized the apartment that I'm in now. And I actually have a journal entry in my, like a drawing of it that's this layout and this like this apartment and it's so funny because I left out the bathroom and the bathroom is the only thing I'm like it's just like a boy bathroom it's not as like light and bright and I'm like should have manifested that should have visualized that one <laughs> but it's so I mean we're just like such powerful beings oh I mean yeah as you said in the beginning I mean we use what however it is 10 percent 15 who knows part of our brain I mean, there's so much potential inside each of us, as cliche as that sounds. Like, it's just true. So much potential, so much power, so much knowledge. And we just live in a world that tries to tell you that a world that just kind of makes you forget about that, right? And then there's all these solutions. Um, and I think I, that is what, you know, not sounding cliche or anything, but like the type of work you guys do. And I have multiple friends that are in a similar field where it's like, you guys are not here to fix people 
you are here to like empower them to create their own thing. Like the same with the journal, something like that. Like that is giving people the power and the, like the permission to look within, you know, and like do this inward work and then support their outward, you know, life and everything to go with it. And I think that is like the way to go. It's, you know, you're not here to sell a product and a solution to someone. You're here to like truly support them. And that's just what I love about both of your work individually as a team overall, you guys are, you got it. <laughs> make me cry. Oh no. <laughs> so well said and everything. I mean, that's what being boundless is all about. We have this boundless potential, um, this boundless purpose. And we really are just helping facilitate that, that journey for you. You have all the power within, you have all the tools within. Sometimes you just need a little soul support and guidance. And we, that's what Alyssa and I love to do. That's why we're here. We feel like this is a huge part of our purpose on this planet. Um, and so we're just like, that just means the world that it's, it's showing through in that way. Oh yeah. No, a hundred percent. It's yeah. I just love it for you both. And I love that soul support. That is, that is it. That is what we need right now. With so many of us. That's exactly what we tried to like encompass in our soul band was we didn't want to be guides or like leaders and we don't even like to word co use the word coach. Mm -hmm. We like to like use that support word because it's allowing you to use the tools within you that you already have or just help supporting you along the way so that you can maybe find them that you didn't know that they were there or you're thinking about things differently from a different lens that you didn't think of before. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like being the mirror. It's it's just like returning that power to yourself. And, um, you know, I guess that being said, where can people like find you learn more and just if it, you know, like if this is something that just here, you know, interests them, like you both have amazing Instagrams that are overall just, you know, inspiring, empowering, just real life lifestyle, stuff like that. And then also if someone is, you know, like, like you have those thoughts, maybe you have some signs and you're like, I want to try something out. Maybe it's even the journal. Like I, I was looking at that this morning and I was like, I think I want to give that as like some Christmas presents. You know, I'm trying to be very intentional with what I give this year just to cut down on waste and money and everything. And I, I want to give gifts that really could, you know, bring just joy to someone or add some value to their life or anything like that. And I, I just think that's such a like neat one. I remember when your first one came out, Alyssa, and I think, was it back around Christmas last year? Cause yeah. I think I was like, I was kind of debating getting some for a few people in my life. And I think now that I'm here in Austin with people that are a bit more on this spectrum, you know, with me and as such, I think that the journal would make an amazing, amazing gift in that sense. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. yeah. So where can people find you <laughs> now that I'm done rambling? Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, you can find me, Alyssa at Alyssa Bryloff on Instagram. And then uh, our journals are on boundlesscreatives.com. And so there's a shop section, which you can get the journals. And it's a great gift. Like you mentioned, a lot of the pre-orders we've been getting are all like quant like mass quantities for holiday to give to other people. Um, and so we're pre-ordering those now to get them to people in time for the holiday so that they can give those as gift and obviously in time for like the new year. Um, and then we also have our Soulbound course available now as a passive like offering so people can sign up for the course, take it at their own pace. It's all self-paced. You get access to the material for a year. You have access to our private Facebook group that we kept open from the first round, pilot round of women to allow that community to flourish and have people that they can count on and like talk to about things that they may not feel comfortable with like other people. So it's a safe space. Um, we have recordings on it that are all 
pre-recorded meditations, workshops. Um, there's tons of different ritual workbooks and journal prompts and just things that you can do again at your own pace. And it's a four week plan, but it's completely up to how you want to approach it. Um, so that's a great place to start. And then Kara can say where she is found. So we cover both Christmas and New Year. Yes. <laughs> um, that's a purpose. Yeah. You can find me at boundlessbycara.com. And that's also, or yeah, boundlessbycara.com. And then my Instagram handle is at boundlessbycara. You can follow Boundless Creatives at, at boundlesscreatives. And then um, we also are launching a new site um, because Boundless truly is boundless. <laughs> when it comes to product offerings. Um, but we're launching wellbound.co, so stay tuned for that. We're really excited about it. Ooh, okay, I'm excited mm -hmm. to learn more. Well, thank you both for coming on today and taking the time for this. Thank you so much thank for you having so me. so much. It was such a cathartic conversation.